We're super hyped over here at the Bunt to announce Time Bomb Trading as our first official partner. They just launched a brand new website, timebombtrading.com. Features all of Time Bomb's team and advocates and a blog to keep you updated with the latest news, events, and video parts. Time Bomb's also going to be hosting America's May Chapter 2 video premieres across Canada in 10 locations. So head over to timebombtrading.com for the teaser and more premiere details. Major shouts to Time Bomb. Let's get into the show. Studio E, The Bunt with Safer and Donovan. Hey, they already know what it is. The Bunt, Season 2, Episode 3. <laughs> we back, y'all. I'm the ghost. He's D. Jones. And as always, we got Ants one behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still. What's cracking this week, Donald? Uh, big episode this week. We got the legend Corey Shepard coming through for the interview. Then move on to what's quickly becoming our favorite, the post office. And then as always, finish it up with the rundown where we're talking everything fantasy draft in the Bunt League. Let's get it. Before we hop into the interview, you know what time it is. Just got to remind y'all to like our Facebook at The Bunt. Follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Always send your questions to thebuntlive at gmail.com. And yo, you already know what it is. Search us up on iTunes and subscribe. You feel me? The Bunt, baby. So just a little background on Corey Shepard before we get into the interview. Born in Newfoundland, Canada. Pro for blind skateboards for eight years. The man definitely left his mark on skateboarding with his what if part. He's retired now. So me and Safer were definitely excited to pick his brain with a couple questions. y'all we got a very special guest in the building studio e you feel me Corey shepherd all the way from mexico used to look up to this nigi when i was a youth still killing it was cracking my dog yo yo what's up doggy thanks for having me oh yeah thanks for coming by Corey. no problem so first question as always favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment favorite skate moment um california just got on blind i was with uh ronnie krieger uh, Rodney Mullen, Day One Song, and Mark Johnson. And we're all skating this little warehouse that Dwindle used to have. And um, fuck, it's like, that's like a dream come true when you're an amateur yeah. skater and you're skating with the best dudes in the world. So honestly, that could be the best moment in my life, not just skate moment, you know? That's like, an insane you know, session. coming from where I came from, Toronto, you know? Hmm. As far as sports moment, oh fuck, this one really resonates in my brain a lot. 1976, Caitlyn Jenner at his finest. <laughs> Decathlon, he won the gold medal. And, you know, that blew my mind. I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, um, I don't know anything Tiger Woods growing up, because I love, I truly love golf. And Tiger Woods is really like, you know, um, Masters, 16th uh, green. Um, 16th hole, sorry. And, you know, that putt where it went in with the Nike fucking oh, the ball. Swoosh just exactly. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Okay, but speaking of sports, Chad Dixon actually told me to ask you, what was it like living with Chad and losing to him at basically every sort of sports competition known to man? <laughs> oh, Chad, you piece of shit. You would say that. Because he knows blatantly fucking well. When I get on that goddamn pool table that was in our garage... He has no chance. <laughs> or okay, I'll give it to him at darts. Okay, the dudes, I have seen him fucking throw darts into darts into darts. I'll give him that. He is good at darts. When it comes to pool, ask him what's up. But uh, fuck that cat. Um, no, I'm kidding. I love you, Chad. Um, no, uh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get Chad on eventually too, so we'll see what he has to say about that. Yeah, ask him. Ask him. <laughs> So give us the rundown on getting hooked up originally and making the move down to California. Okay, when after I moved to Toronto, 
and I met all the pros. And then I got onto new school skateboards. And it's, I don't even know if anyone will ever know that now, these little kids, but um, me, Jason Corbett, and Paul Otvas, uh, our first trip to, it was San Francisco, and it was like my first trip ever. I was with a pro, I'm like a little kid, like, oh my God, this guy, yeah. I can't wait. We get there, they don't fucking send us any money, so we have no money. No, none of us have money. I'm a fucking kid that didn't work, I'm just skateboarding. And they're like, yeah. here's your first trip, come fucking celebrate life in fucking wherever. No money, nothing, so we had to sleep on the streets, so me and Corbin and Paul, what? What? No, totally. <laughs> but we slept at Hubba Hideout. And like we woke up. Paul woke up freaking at like 4.30 in the morning with a giant slug on his face and freaks out. <laughs> and me, I'm like, oh, fuck, whatever. I was probably drunk. And me and Corbett, like, we're snuggling underneath these like styrofoam fucking little... <laughs> it was freezing, too. And uh, later on, later on, I, I finally make it to California, like actually where the sun is. <laughs> And I was hanging out with like the team manager. Actually, sorry, he owned fucking um, TSA, and his name was Angel. He's rad. He owns Super now. And I lived with him for a bit. And he took me to the Vans uh, Vans Park in Orange County somewhere and along the lines, whatever. And uh, I was skating, whatever. And fucking Ronnie Krieger's there, and he happened to fucking watch me skate, and fucking comes up to me like, yo, let's fucking skate, and I'm gonna give you some boards, like, your sponsor, and I'm like, no, but I'm like, yeah, because he's, like, one of my favorite skaters, besides, like, Penny and fucking Gino yeah. and Keenan and all those cats, but, uh, oh, that even reminds me why, when I went there, I had a flip tryout, right off the airplane, they put me on a mini ramp, they're like, hey, skate in front of me, it's like, what are you, fucking son of, what the fuck is this? And I was, like, a little kid, and I'm like, here, okay, skate. Like, what do you want me to be, Penny? No, I'm not Penny. You know, I'm not gonna fucking do what he did. Like, but it was so fucking awkward, and I couldn't even like do a rock to fakie because I'm so fucking scared, like nervous. Yeah. Like, I don't want to blow with these tryouts because you know <laughs> I could be on flip skateboards. Like, sick. Fuck Anyways, but hell? no, I blew that one, and then at least Ronnie came along and got me right. Like, <laughs> he was like my big brother too. He's fucking dope. Wait. Can you, what was this flip tryout? I've never heard of a sponsorship tryout. Exactly. Neither have I. And that's why it was so fucking awkward for me because it was like literally off the plane because I think Angel was trying to get me on flip skateboards where like Tom Penny and all the fucking dudes were. And he like, he's, I live with them. So he saw me skate all the fucking time. And he's just like, I think you fit in with these guys probably, you know, I'm just thinking what he thinks, but I don't know. They're just like, hey, we'll bring him by like right off the plane, drove straight there. And like, and I'm, this is after like San Francisco. Like I think it was my next trip after or whatever. Right. And um, it was fucking really awkward. So it was like the <laughs> like, whole team sitting around. No, it was like ran? the owners, like uh, oh. Deacon and Jeremy Fox. Uh, yeah, I think those two, and maybe like Runa and like Steve Black and some other, maybe some other people. But it wasn't like awkward with them being around. But as soon as they're like, "Hey, drop in," and like yeah. I'm like, "Okay," well, <laughs> I fell on a fifty-fifty. Like, come on, I know how to skate fucking ramp, yeah. but like I couldn't do nothing. Yeah. I even tried to like even do the penny thing, like backside flip into the ramp and shit. <laughs> I'm like, "Yo, what, is this gonna get me on the team?" <laughs> like, like it was fucked up, and like I, I, uh, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Next, you were on Circa when it was a pretty huge thing in the skate game. What was it like? Any stories with Muska? Uh, yeah um shit yeah i know i was on circa when it first started like i again i think it was through uh angel kabata from tsa or whatever and i was really good friends with him and like um he introduced me to musco obviously musco was on the team and he had to decide if he wanted me on or not and eventually they're like yeah no let's put him on this is before apple yard and like you know him and jamie thomas already had it going on or whatever mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, no, I was on for fuck. I can't even. Uh, maybe a couple months because like my visa ran out, and I had to go back to Canada. And I got stuck in Canada for like I don't know, for at least five months or six months. And I remember like James Craig, my former teammate for Blind, had to like fucking call me because I don't know Muska didn't want to do it or something, and just be like, "Yo, uh, tell Corey like uh, we can't sponsor him anymore and all this shit." And like, fuck, it broke my heart or whatever because I was like. Dude, I'm a part of something for tea, you know, for shoes, and this before iPath, you know. But uh, yeah, no, that that was uh, that was a heartbreaker, and exactly. it was it was out of my hands too. It was like I'm fucking stuck in Canada. Yeah. So uh, Donovan mentioned Muska. He was uh, he was your boy back in the Dizzy. Oh, yeah, dude, I've had some good times with Chad. Chad's like the fucking most outstanding, like energetic human being I've ever met entirely in my lifetime, and fucking super artsy that I see what he's doing now. 
Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I've had some fun times. I remember being at his house and fucking, is, he had a rabbit named Shorty. And like everybody, we're just stoned as fuck and it was hilarious. But uh, no, I was like, I love animals. Like if anyone knows me, they know, like any dog that walks by me, I've like dropped down and like give him a kiss and like, you know, give him a little snuggle or some shit. But uh, no, he had this rabbit and I was like, oh, I love your rabbit. His name's Shorty. Oh, cool, cute. That's when he had shorties and shit. Yeah. And um, no, I'm, I'm sitting there and fucking... Just chill, like petting him and stuff, and then he fucking he jumps on my lap. I'm like, "Okay, cool. What a cute little like fucking rabbit." I've never, I've never petted a rabbit before, and like I said, like I love like I save ants. Okay, like when they're <laughs> when they're drowning and shit. Like I actually pick them up off the fuck. Like if I, I swear in my life, I'm not even kidding. And but not even that. It's like well, it's because I killed a Canadian goose with a slingshot when I was a child, and like oh. I. Uh, uh, I was aiming for it, but I wasn't. I wanted to miss, but I actually hit him, and he fucking floated down the river with his wing in the air, and it traumatized me my whole entire life. So now it's like me against animals, like trying to prove, like redeem myself. Anyways, uh, no. So this rabbit's on top of me. I'm just like whatever, and he starts moving all slowly, and I'm like, is this dude getting turned on or whatever? And then. <laughs> Yeah, no, dude, he fucking comes on me. And it's like, it's fucking like, literally, like all this white shit all over my fucking oh. jeans. I'm like, dude, Chad, like, what the fuck? And he, dude, they're all like dropping to their knees laughing because I don't think he's came on anyone before. Like, I, I, like, I have a tendency with animals. They like to, I'm like, whoa, I'm not going to say they like to come on me, but they like me. They like to kiss me and like hug me, you know? Dog, there's yeah, a word for no, that, eh? Yeah. It's called bestiality. No, <laughs> yo, I don't fucking make out with them. Maybe dogs. But he just doesn't film it yet. No, 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 no I don't fuck around. Hey, that. there's a market for that, B. Shit. <laughs> yeah, the black market. <laughs> Son of a Joe switch tray gang what's up as a fellow switch tray man I know you got a special place in your heart for them as we all do tell us about your love affair with switch trays and are they still popping these days my love for them okay remember that old Tom Penny video it was like he was in like a uh, a skate rink I think he did like a lip slide like a, a shifty kick flip he did a tray flip on flat and I remember at that time I wasn't really doing them, but I just looked at it like, yo, I love that fucking trick. And I just remember like everyone was just skating regular and I'd just be like trying everything switch. It didn't matter. I was I always skated switch like down the street every fucking time. Push switch, learn how to push switch, do whatever. And we got along. Me and the switch tray got along. I don't know. I, I just feel like that trick is just fucking easy for me. It's like it like it's to this day, like at 39 years old, it's easier to do a switch tray than a regular tray. Like I can guarantee it I can do it fucking switch easier <laughs> like first try then oh, second try on i feel you on that i never really learned how to tray flip properly they just work when they work you're part of the switch tray gang b for yeah. life yeah. hey before we move on like i got switch trays man i don't know why you're fronting on me i can uh, be part of the gang yeah. dog. well if, before if we leave you're gonna have to do it on that two set i right saw there. you do it down the two and that shit was crispy <laughs> <laughs> you also did it down sack triple which is See? a pretty massive one what was that like Ah, uh, fuck. We went there like through two or three different times. I remember going there, switch flipping. It was like, all right, switch tray flipping, whatever. Catch my feet, land on it. Fuck, could never just ride away. And we're like, okay, we got to call it a day. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm tired of trying this. Mm -hmm. The next time, I, I think it was only two times. And then next time I went there, I was doing it on flat, going as fast as I can, trying it, and then rolling up to it. And then, you know, first try, whatever. And then I did it third try. And then like riding away. And I was like, third try, I was like, fuck yes, I don't have to fucking come back yeah. here again. But it was also in the same day as uh, Switch Front Board, which was my Ender and Blind oh, as well. Geez. What? Right after Switch Tray, I went so there and did the Switch Front Board. Yo, that's like a favorite skate moment right there. Yeah, like, no, that whole no, day. No, true, actually, when you brought that up earlier, yeah, yeah I didn't think about insane. that. But yeah, you know, same day, two my Enders in the same day, because I was like on the fucking... On the high off the Switch Well, tray. I needed to get some Enders for yeah. my part, you know, because everybody wants Enders. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so... <laughs> Fortunately, you know, enough. Uh, yeah, the same Damn. day in Sacramento, I got both of those. And just for the records, you know, it had nothing to do with Cardiel doing it regular. 
I was just at that spot and I was like trying to like switch up to, to like you know whatever I was just trying to do shit and I was just going real slow just like and they were like okay why don't you just fucking try it and I'm like and at that time I didn't even realize he did it regular I totally forgot and it was just like I'm just rolling up fucking as fast as I can just trying it mm-hmm. so I just wanted to throw that out there because oh, I know like sure. a lot of people hated on me for that like really? I, no yeah I've read like sorry on the slap boards you know whatever oh. that means but uh <laughs> No, they fucking, like, yeah, just, like, a bunch of people brought it up, and I was just like, oh, way to take Cardiel out. And I'm like, I was not oh, trying man. to take anyone out. <laughs> that was the least of my fucking mind, dude. Yeah, I was fucking yeah. stoned as fuck, and I'm just skating. I'm just having fun, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's natural progression, No, man. totally. It's that's like, and I like switch front boards, you know? Like, yeah, that's it's... another, like, yeah. switch trays, switch front board, yeah, they go in hand in hand. Yeah. Did I put them ever together? No, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Uh, sorry, Corey, can you just hold on one second? Uh, I think we're getting breaking news from Wade in the streets. Oh, shit. You know Wade? <laughs> Fuck yeah, dog. Right, let's cut to him. All right, thanks, boys. I'm here with a special, another special guest, Rob Sluggo Boys. How you feeling tonight, Rob? I could not be better. I just went through eight hours, the most fun skateboard event of maybe my life. Okay, so I'm going to ask you, where are we at? And who's all out? We're in Montreal at the Taj Mahal Skate Park, fucking state-of-the-art, like, ridiculous place. We're here with the Dime Crew, the Vans Crew, and... Glory Challenge? Glory Challenge, man. The best. Some of the funnest skaters, like yourself. We got fucking Jack Curtin. We got fucking Dustin Dolan. We got the Desenzo. We got... Man, it was just, it was fun We got an eclectic crew of people. We do, like, real eclectic, real but eclectic. But it was, it was a good time, right? It's a real good time. They mixed it up real well. Like, they made it so the audience, it was fucking just stoked. It was a little bit of everything for everyone. Like, you're never bored. I think the biggest response I've ever seen in my entire life for anybody was when we had the foam pit challenge. Oh, wow. And you stepped up there. Wow. Like, that was a, that was a really welcome, <laughs> welcome, uh, like response yeah. to you oh i felt really i good. mean the red dragons is a big thing on the west coast but yeah. we don't really have that many dragons on the east no no but hey like Dude, you were open with welcome arms oh, more than i've God. ever seen like everybody was standing up that was that was a standing ovation just waiting for you to drop in how'd that feel like it must have been nice yeah, and it's indescribable it's like the best feeling of all time like when i'm in my home country canada and i'm surrounded by the east coast and i'm you know like you said i look up on the west coast I don't come over here too often. And when I get here, the love I got today, the love I got today, it blew my mind. It, it propelled me into that fucking foam pit. With all due respect, <laughs> it was much deserved, though. I mean, because I've known you for a long time, and you've been in the game for a long time, and I don't really think there's a lot of people that came out to this event that are from our generation. Really, nope. like nope. it's different, right? Like it there's is. a lot of younger people, a lot but of young dudes. the response that you got was uncandid, second to none that I've ever seen. Yeah. With that said, how long are you out here for, and what are your plans while you're here? Uh, my plans: I'm gonna go to the after party tonight, hang out with my boy Teen, a couple other Red Dragons, and all the East Coast boys, Barry Walsh. What's the what's the future that you see of the Red Dragon legacy? I don't know, the Red Dragons, the original Red Dragons, our legacy is like, it, it stands strong. It's, it's just there now in cement, like we're there. Of course. The future Dragons, it, it changes because the original Dragons and the, the thing brand thing, to, right? the brand thing, it's like, nah. our guys right now though, like if you look at our team, our team is like, Ten oh, of the, the gnarliest dudes. Snap. It's like the gnarliest dudes in the world. Like TJ, we got the Desenzos, fucking Mickey Mac. Papa, Cody Mack. Oh God, Cody Mack. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's it's out of control. These guys on a world stage are performing and fucking killing it. They just don't fall off their boards. And their degree of difficulty is like through the roof. I'm really proud to have them on the team. And fuck, with guys like that out there, shit. Sky's I mean, the limit. That, that's got that's got to be. A really proud thing for you, like when you guys started RDS, to see what it's turned into nowadays, right? Yeah. I mean, that's kind yeah. of like a completely like. Never could have seen, never could right? have seen this like, as kids, when because we were just little kids, right? We just course. started this thing like twenty some odd years ago, and like it's so nice coming through it and making it work, and it worked. There's been ups and downs, but now we get to help other Canadian and American talent come up, and like that's fun, giving back. Give like back I said, it's it's a legacy. It is. Like it, it'll, it'll, it'll so it's much. it's there to never like die. Like I was a part of it for a little bit. Yeah, I can't were. deny it. Like yep. that was a great time, 
that's what it is. But we got to wrap this up because we got to get back on the bus. But um, no, what's, the, what's, what's the end of the summer like hold for you or the rest of the summer, I should say? Well, I have a trick that I'm trying to land. So I'm going to fucking go home, go to the ramp about three, four days a week until I land it. And when I land it, you'll hear about it because it's going to be a big deal. You're just going to splash waves. That's, that's what's going to happen. That's Rob's logo voice, right? That's what I'm going to do. You got any last words? Yeah, fucking thanks for having me, man. I love you, brother. No, you're the fucking man. I love you, bro. Thank you. Thank you and back to fucking studio with Dono and Ghost. All right, thanks a lot, Wade. Another awesome update from the streets. Now back to the interview. Yo, what up, dog? This is Wade, son. What? I'm on the streets. <laughs> so you're living in Mexico now. What's the story behind that? We hear Tinder might have brought you down there. Si, como estas? Hola. Por favor. Yeah, dude. I fucking love Mexico. I mean, it's a little different, you know, coming from fucking Canada because I recently, you know, moved from Vancouver. But yeah, no, I was on uh, OK Cupid, I think it's called. So if you ever want to know, you want to find a Mexican <laughs> chick move to Mexico. Fuck. Dating app. Yeah, but no, she actually used to live in uh, Vancouver before I met her, like 10 years prior or whatever it was. She like she has her citizenship and like she's full legal Canadian. And she wanted to move back here, so she went her she put her status as Vancouver so she can meet a Vancouver guy. Now I met came across and like I liked her, she liked me. Wee. And then uh <laughs> and then yeah, no, and I started talking, I was like, yo, let's go have a drink. And she's like, I can't, I live in Mexico. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. And then I was coming to Toronto to visit, and then she's like, yo, I'll get you a flight here. And I was like, okay, I was supposed to be for a week or whatever. I stayed like a fucking month. And then, no, we fell in love, and I just went back to Vancouver, sold all my shit, and then moved to Mexico. Mexico City, yeah. You make it sound so romantic, but all I'm hearing is Corey met a girl online and flew to Mexico. God (laughs) damn, B. That's some scary shit. Cerveza. (laughs) Uh, no, no, that's what you probably think, but no, it actually truly is a romantic story. No, no, I know it I, is, I, I but know, like on paper, it's like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, you oh, yeah, yeah. for a long time before you... Uh, no, I was talking to her, like, we'd, like, FaceTime and shit. Like, yeah, I wasn't yeah. gonna, like, I did that right... Oh, fuck. It the catfish. Dude, me. I did that once with this other chick right before. She's from Toronto. <laughs> she flew out to fucking Vancouver, and I, lo- I was just like, oh, my God. That's not like, you. No. <laughs> and but, I was like, like her no, pictures were awesome, and then in real life, she was disgusting. See, <laughs> classic catfish. Yeah, and that's at the same time I met this other chick, and then started talking to her, and then you know I was like, yo, this Here chick's tight. Again. Yeah, why are all your your Tinder slash OK Cupid meetings have planes involved? Good Can't question. You just a girl around the corner, B. No, dude. <laughs> no, I had quite a few tenders. Don't worry. Tenders. I mean tenders. I mean, but they were tender afterwards. <laughs> Oh, Corey's got that Tinder game, eh? Guy. <laughs> Speaking of Mexico. <laughs> I think that Jameson's hitting Corey. Yo, shit, son. Man's beatboxing. Uh, speaking of Mexico, what's up with your superstitions? <laughs> and uh, we hear you're, you're seeing a witch doctor. Oh, fuck. Um, yes. I've been to him probably about, not going to lie, seven times. And like I couldn't understand, but he just looked at me weird, just like whatever, and say shit to my girlfriend. And then they would like both look at me all funny. I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't what? Yeah. And like, because I'm white, I don't know, you know. Like, oh, and just to bring this up, okay, I understand different races now when you like you're like centered out and people make you feel weird or whatever because you're a different place. Like I'm white living in Mexico and I feel like that everybody stares at you and makes you feel like not a part of their society. And I like, I'm not a racist person at all, but I understand, I think I truly understand it because I actually just went through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I go to this guy seven times at least so far. Uh, The first time, yeah, he just looked at me. I know he had to like crack my back, do all this shit, break an egg over my head. Oh, this is fucking weird. No, you didn't let me speak. Hold on. No, okay, no. He, okay, what they do is like they like they hold your hands out and they spray the shit on you and they rub eggs on your hands and they rub it on all over your skin and then they rub it on your head and all over the shit. But when they rubbed it on my head, it fucking broke because like there's some really bad shit happening in my brain. Okay? This is the first time it's ever happened to him, let alone me. I mean, it's fucking, there's an egg broken on me. I'm like, gray. this fucking sucks. <laughs> like, if you look it up, it's actually totally normal. It's not just for witch doctors and bullshit. It's actually people do this all the time. But uh, 
No, he rubbed it on my head and it's like it just fucking like he did it right before me on my girlfriend. She's like, Oh, I'm fine. Okay, now it's your turn. I'm like, Okay. And then, uh, no, he's like rubbing it on my head and f- yeah, and it breaks, whatever. And then throws it away and he gets another one, rubs it on my head, does everything, whatever. And then he has this like little glass jar and then like he cracks it and puts it in there. And as soon as it goes in there, you tell a lot about how the egg disperses through like uh, up through the water and like if there's lines through it or whatever and that means like it's attached to some sort of like really bad uh, enigma kind of fucking soul kind of bullshit i don't know what the fuck you want to call it i don't know yeah but it was really bad things and after all this shit after going a couple fucking like seven times whatever uh the seventh time like after i went back so many times like i did he cracked it and like there was no lines anymore it was like he did this seven times okay like every time i went there there was still lines and it was still like fucked up and then eventually it started going away because he gave me like good like gave me coins and like this weird spray stuff to put on myself every day before i left the house and like the soap to wash in and this other soap to put on myself and it meant like you wanted to get like wealth and like prosperity and all this stuff too. I don't know what, what, I don't know. It's different. Yeah, no. And eventually like, he's like, he came to the conclusion that, uh, someone, a girl, he says it's a female in my past has put like, um, a spell on me. I don't know. She put like fucking my name in like alcohol or something. And that's why like I drink so much and shit and like whatever, but I haven't been drinking anymore that much. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I can understand them. eggs all over you and looking at the lines. No, all the right, first egg continue. is because all the harshness he pulled out of me <laughs> and it broke because right, he right. sucks process, it out. Man. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, so no, now we're no, getting a, real. a second. No, dude, uh, second I'm a happy diagnosis. motherfucking jolly motherfucker. Look at me. And no, he pulled all that negative bullshit out of me. I haven't been negative since. Motherfucker. No. <laughs> <laughs> Placebo. I went back the next time. I mean, maybe, okay, let's call it the sixth time, okay? Before the time he gave me coins to leave in my pocket that I always had money in my pocket because he gives you prosperity. He actually brought a fucking toad with him and he put it in a little fucking bag and he's like, look at it. It's alive, right? And I'm like, yeah, I can see that. And like, he's rubbing my whole body <laughs> up and down with this fucking frog. <laughs> and the frog, what it does, it sucks all the bad spirits out of you. Like right. every little fucking ounce. Of course, and science. Which, yeah. Yeah, you know, like a frog or a fly. <laughs> Anyways, by the end, you know, see, this is where I get a little skeptical sometimes. Like, I don't know if he was squishing it on my head or if he was just like gently rubbing it over my hard body. I don't know. But he was rubbing on me. And by the end, it was dead. <laughs> no, I swear to God, it was live. It was jumping around. I was like, you can't do that to me. I don't want to hurt. Remember, I, we're going to go yeah. back into the story of me not hurting animals. So very, I was skeptical of like, dude, I don't want to fucking frog on me. <laughs> okay, I had, I had an issue with frogs when I was a child. I had over a hundred of them. They're little minis and they were in like a little aquarium and they all died. I didn't like oh, that. Oh my God. I had issues, okay? Anyways, so he rubs his frog on me. It's fucking, by the end, yes, it's dead. He shows me, opens it up and it's dead. But it what it, what it uh, represents is you have to take a life to gain a life because I was going down a weird path or something. So he had to take a life of some other animal to suck all the weird shit out of me and give it to this animal and get rid of it and throw it in a trash can because it's, uh, you have trash to live. Can. Not even a ceremony. I had fucking deep fried fucking frog legs in China. That was weird. I mean, that's another yeah. frog. So why am I always a frog? Yeah. Why are you killing I'm not frogs? fucking Montreal all over the fucking globe. <laughs> Jesus yo. Christ. Quebec. Mexico, Canada, China, killing frogs. Anyways, yeah, no, that, it was it was a fucked up one. And then I went to Temescal, and it's uh, it's like a little clay hut where you go in there. The lights are off. You rub fucking like they throw water in the steam thing. It's like a fucking big steam bath. And there's a bunch of people that you don't know, and they're chanting. And you, they give you like juice that's like uh, LSD in it or some shit, and you get all fucked up while you're in this black room. You can't see anyone, just shadows, and it's like really hot and steamy. And the clay inside starts melting, and you start rubbing on your face and shit, and you're just like kind of sliding all over the ground. It's fucked up. 
again, the guy looked at me like, you're fucked up in Spanish, but I don't know what he said, but he told my girlfriend, he's like, yo, just tell him, just, yo, don't worry about a resume. You know, you'll find work and it's all good. And he doesn't know who I am. And I just moved to Mexico and I was trying to find work. And like, he just automatically says this shit to my chick. I'm just like, okay, like, like what the fuck? I, I could have been on vacation just to Mexico and he wouldn't have thought that. So I don't know, like this shit's kind of weird. I don't walk under ladders. I don't stop. On, I don't step on cracks. Holy fuck, B. And when I drink my beers, I don't drink them all. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I leave at least a quarter. I don't believe that for a second. Because if you drink the rest, it could kill you. No, I'm kidding. I'm not that fucked up, dude. So why did you feel the need to go to this witch doctor in the first place? Did something traumatic happen or something where you needed frogs and eggs rubbed on you? No, uh, just my girlfriend always went there. And she, since she was a child, and he's always told her like, "What's up?" Even the president of the of Mexico and like high up RKs like that, they go to him. Like he's a huge fucking deal, and they all like they need to go to him first before like big elections and crazy shit. Like he's a celebrity. So I don't know if that makes you a celebrity fucking witch doctor, or whatever. But he has helped other people get through these weird like things. <clears throat> we got a little buzz. Go take you the f- bunt on a on a trip. Yeah, the bunt. Mexico frog killing trip. Let's get it. Let's find out our Let's do our this. fortunes. You can stay with me. That's all, right. yeah, all good. Get a couple omelets popped off on our heads. If you, if you wanted to happen, totally. <laughs> <laughs> he'll crack your back. Yo, he'll fucking do whatever you need, dog. You have a super unique style. There's only two other people that you... It's not the same style, but there's three people in skateboarding that me and my friend Noah Tynes, we call the Flying Noodles. It's yourself, Daryl Stanton, wait, and wait. Carl Watson. The Flying Noodles. And you all have your okay, own style, yo, but they're yo, all I'm dope fucking styles. tight that you mentioned those both names. <laughs> Carl's tight as shit. Daryl's tight as fuck. And the, you know what? They're both noodly. Yeah, noodle gang, yo, I, I love Bunch it. Bunch of fucking ramens, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with noodles. No, I noodles. mean raw, man. Like, you know, like, yo, pass me the raws. I'm going to roll this spliff. <laughs> oh, no, I'm an idiot. I'm just kidding. That's dope that you mentioned me with those cats. That's cool. Yeah, man. Fucking wet noodle style for days, yo. You can land, like, on the hugest gap and somehow... Looks like your body's going to collapse. The next thing you know, you're standing back up straight, bolts. I always land bolts, son. (laughs) My legs don't. (laughs) My body could be like, you know, hanging up. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. You might remember this clip. Carl, Carl Watson, Ninjad, he switched heels, a gap, and like, he just looks like a flying noodle. Like his hair's flying around. Are you talking about his dreads and shit? He's so jaw Rasta vibes, like just a... Have He's you the met definition him? of a flying You know noodle. how rad that dude is? Yeah, I met him at He's the Army once. He's the nicest dude I've ever met in my entire lifetime. I love that cat, like, a lot. Kids, your Your switch tray, the Blue Tile Lounge 2 stair. We're going to post that on our Instagram so people can see the noodle bounce back. What's that? Your most recent one. Oh, f- fuck, from tile. the other day? Yeah. yeah oh, g- come on. That was, like, fucking warm-up. <laughs> I know, but that was, like... The way you, you bounce back—that was a classic, Shepard Steez. Yeah, it looked like you were about to collapse. Both knees give out, and then you just stand back up, like. Yo, dog, I'd rather get something like go film something better than that. I can switch tray at least a fucking no, but eight we'll, stair. We'll post that just so the people can see what we're talking about when we say okay. noodle Steez. Okay, okay, fair enough. And then fair enough. Daryl Stanton, watch any one of his parts. He's fucking. His switchback when eighties are pretty. Switchback when eighties. Got some yeah. noodle arm drag. Whatever happened to that cat anyway? I never really see much of him. Well, wait, he'd probably be saying the same thing, same saying the same thing about me. I don't know. Whatever happened to him?
Even when I was a kid with a Ouija board, my next door neighbor, I think I was like, when I just moved from Newfoundland and we're in Mississauga, I think it was, okay, maybe at this time I was like eight or nine, before I found skateboarding or anything, uh, the next door neighbor was totally into Ouija boards and shit. I don't know if I got drawn in it from that and just being hanging around their kids or whatever, but I did see at one time some chick play with the Ouija board and it did stand up. It did stand up and started moving like this on its own with no one like touching it. Like, no, no fucking joke. I swear on my, my family, my dog, everything I am. And I remember taking a photo of the house and there was like something in the fucking window and oh. shit. Like, it was oh. like weird shit. Totally. Yeah. So what did the Ouija board tell you? I was with a couple buddies and I was just like asking, like, am I ever going to turn pro? And I just kept going to like, yes, and going to like, be like, it's spelt blind. It did, didn't it? Yeah, Rob Lane is verifying that it. The Ouija like board it, says blind. And at that time, I was never going to think myself on blind. I would never have been like blind. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was just like, unless someone else did that, if it was really that fake. But I sometimes I believe in weird shit like that. So what did you ask it? If he was going to go pro. If I was going to, like, who would be sponsored by maybe? Or who was, if I turned pro for someone, whatever. Yeah, and it's spelled out blind. And this, and I swear in my life, I didn't spell blind. I, I did not do that. And it's way before, like, that would even, like, Makes anyone sense. would even think about yeah. blind anyway. Yeah. Like, way, this is, uh, like, like 13, 14, 15? Like, you would think at that time it would be, like, New Deal or Plan B or something. You know, it wouldn't be, yeah. like, fucking blind, even though they're around. But, like... Goddamn like, spirit says I'm going pro. Let's get it. Creepy. <laughs> so you've been in... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. So you've been an artist and a skater for years now. And with your skate career kind of in the past... What's popping with art these days? What do you What do you mean it's in the past, son? Whoa, <laughs> yo, Doc. I'm what do you mean it's in the past? It's, maybe it's not in the past. <laughs> he switched to present. Switched straight to two stare the other day. That's hey, what I said. hey, I fully recognize that my skateboarding is does not matter to the skate world anymore. I'm not like that. I, I'm not going to hold on to a dream that I know when it's time to go, you know, you you move on. Yeah. And it's not like you need to hold on to something that you don't have anymore. And it's like, you just look like a fool, if you ask me. Like, you're just trying to, like, be some old fucking asshole trying to do a kickflip up, a st- like, a one stair. Like, or, <laughs> you know what That's I mean? Like, curb, or, yeah. or even, like, just only just do no complies or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm not pointing anyone out. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to be that dude. I mean, a lot better than that. I'm not going to hold on to a dream that yeah. I know it's already passed. Like, there's other avenues in life to achieve like it's just that was one goal i wanted you know there's other yeah. goals in life that you can get like Definitely. fuck that whatever what's the story of getting kicked off uh that whole thing is okay at the time i did all my art pretty much not all of my art but i did a lot of my own art for my skateboards and at that time you know i was coming out as like an artist kind of like artist skateboarder kind of guy you know and not even that i was doing that for like a like an image or something i actually was like i was in love with art i did art more than i skated actually at that time ask ronnie ask anyone you know I'd, he'd see me in his garage and i'd be painting for 14 hours like i can't stop i just love art and I, you know i made it like a little fucking paintbrush out of fucking shoelace i cut it and just made a little paintbrush that at that time was like i fell in love with art but i love skateboarding too but i already had skateboarding in the wraps so like, i'm already good i can go skate whenever i want you know whatever and then after all that like you know they gave me board graphics i could do and i did them and i was fucking stoked and like they were selling as much as like you know any graphic like their whatever like reaper graphic yeah at this point i moved back to vancouver canada you know about a little condo fucking was living there for a couple years or a year after like what if came out and I remember we, you know, we had an email conversation. It was just like me being like, look, I just want like, I'd like to do more graphics of my own. Like, because if I'm going to be me, I want to give the kids ideas. Like, if you like me, then you like my art and you like everything that I'm about. Yeah. And it's not just because like I didn't like blind. It has nothing to do with blind's graphics at that time, really. A little bit because I, I felt like there's too much Reaper going on, too much fucking, you know, not enough like, you know, logo based. Like, because at that time it was just all Reaper. Yeah. If you look at all my boards, it's just all like, you know, him with a spray can or like him like with a paintbrush. And I'm like, okay, cool. So why not use that and go with like me with my painting? It's yeah. my painting. Like if you like me and you like my art, okay, cool. Buy my board. If you don't, like okay, whatever. But I've never had any problems with sales as far as the way my board sold versus, 
you know, actual blind board like Mark McKee or something, which I have nothing wrong with that. Like whatever, it has nothing to do with that. It was me just being trying to like step out of the fucking box and be like, look, this is what I like to do and this is what I want to do. And I had other problems with like, look, like you don't really update because I look at other companies. I always did a lot of research because I always wanted to own a company one day. And it's like you don't even like update your your website or you don't do this. And there's a lot of things. And I put this in an email to like Bod Boyle, which is the owner and you know and it came across i think the wrong way and i apologize for that but like it was nothing irrational or ill about that email it was more about me trying to make blind better and make it go better and after all this surfaces and does that and, and even said that like i didn't like my teammates and i'm like me and ronnie picked these guys to be on the fucking team what do you mean I don't like my teammates? I love my teammates. These these guys were the ones I picked to be on the team, just as Ronnie picked me to be on my team, his team, you know? Like, he did what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm not going to, like, pick these cats like fucking Morgan and fucking Grant and all these other kids that I was like, dude, I love these kids. Like, why would I yeah. not want them on the same team as me? They're, and they're Canadian. I love them. And, like, even James helped, too. Like, we all were, like, a big fucking team, you know? Like, we loved each other. Like, we traveled the world. Like, we did everything together. So all that being said, it's like, you know, like, I think it came across wrong and he got it the wrong way. And, you know, they're like, okay, you don't like the team. You don't like the graphics you don't like everything you're bitching about all this shit i'm like okay I'm, i might be bitching but it's not it wasn't like anything i thought it was innocent you know it was just more of like a just what i thought we can help the company grow and so no they're just like okay well i'm gonna give you a severance pay and you'll be on your way and i was like okay living in vancouver just bought my house okay i had to rent it out for a bit and then i lose it and then okay now i don't have a skateboard anymore and now i don't have skateboarding so it was a really hard time for me. And then like, it was hard for me to even want to skate for anyone or even do anything. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I was like, like, fuck skateboarding. Skateboarding let me down. So fuck you. Like, I don't want to be a part of you anymore. Like, that's why you've never seen a lot of footage from me in a long time. Because uh, like, I felt like I was let down because I put my heart and passion into it. And then it was taken away just like that. And just as much as they made me as a skateboarder and a pro, they took it away like that too. Yeah. So whatever. I mean, that's the way it goes. And just, I just, you know, kids just skate for you skate for what really truly like is inside you and just love it. And besides that, if it goes away, just remember there's other avenues to go down and you can, you don't always have to be a skateboarder. You're not always going to be a skateboarder. There's always an end. You can skate forever. I'm saying like a pro career or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so yeah, that's about it. So uh, that's going to wrap up our interview with uh, Corey Shepard. Now oh, that we got... Hold uh, up. Yo, hold up, blood. Are you kidding me? Yo, everyone's favorite segment. We back. Rapid fire with the ghost. Let's get it. Are you ready, Corey? See. <laughs> <laughs> favorite skater? Justin Bokma. Favorite video? Goldfish. Favorite video part? Mouse. Guy Mariano. Mouse. Favorite trick? Pop shove it. Hardest trick for you? Hard flips. Most illegal trick? Late flips. Favorite artist? Salvador Dali. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Swiss front board, Sacto. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? Ronnie, skating every single day. Landing juice of choice? Lombra. <laughs> <laughs> Worst bunt of your career? Doing this. <laughs> no like God trick damn. it was more like specifically like like trick that you tried that you had no chance at landing basically like where you like went out you're like i'm gonna switch flip a 20 today and then you flailed and then like oh um 20 stair in australia trying to switch flip and a woman came up to me and told me i was gonna break my neck and i stopped wait <laughs> did, did i not just say that though like n- not knowing didn't i say like yeah. thing to explain it was like that would have been like, my last trick of my part did that just happen did you say I that know. i'm not I sure i didn't like i just said that like as a joke if and you then switch flip a 20 hey call it out. you tried it i swear my life i squeeze 
What in the fuck? That was some some weird psychic uh, witch doctor <laughs> shit, yo. What's the one trick that got away? That one. The switch flip in Australia. Yeah. The one I just mentioned, yes. Oh, bunt and you want. I wanted that so bad. Rolled up every time, flipped it to my feet. I was catching it every time on my way down. Like fifth try, the chick is just like, you're going to break your fucking neck. And I rolled up and I had to stop every time. I was like, oh, no, I'm done. Like yeah. my head's fucked now. Thank uh, you, bitch. Yeah. No, so that that was the one that got away that was like, to me, would have been like, at that time, it would like would have been a lot different, believe me. Wow. Switch flip 20. Jesus. Favorite local skater. So which doctor skate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rub the toad all over your board to get all the, all the misses yeah. out. <laughs> I'm gonna do that shit. Yo. I'm gonna bring, bring a card to eggs to dumbbells. Okay, yo, if that dude was there to rub the frog on my head, and he's like, "Yo, you can switch flip this." <laughs> yeah, I would have had it. <laughs> no, uh, okay. In Toronto, my local favorite skateboarders are Wade Zarmo, Morgan Smith, Bobby. I don't even have to say his last name because everybody knows who Bobby is. Worst company, Osiris. Worst trend, high pants. You'll cut those shits off at another time, son. Worst style. Oh, Dave Mayhew? Cybersip. Kenton Russell? <laughs> <laughs> More than the storm. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> the storm is the worst style ever. No, hold up, hold up. Bill Weiss. <laughs> Weiss, we're not taking this episode down, damn it. Last person you want on the sesh. Magnus Hansen. Oh! Oh, there we go. <laughs> Alright, yo, that's a wrap for our interview with Corey. Thank you so much for coming through Studio E. Yo, we always popping. Thank you very much for coming by, my dog. It was a pleasure doing an interview with you. And Wade, watch out, man. This guy wants a shot at the belt. Yo, Wade, I'm coming, son. Yo, dog, I'm I'm on my way straight from Mexico next year this time. Man, we're out. <laughs> All right, you know what time it is. We hitting the post office, cracking open those fresh emails. Save for who we got first. You've got mail. Hey, we got one here from Nick Molnar. Safe and Dono, congratulations on iTunes' most unique podcast. Keep representing the underrepresented skate world. Two-part question. Where do you want this podcast to take you, if anywhere, more than a hobby? Is the objective to be something along the lines of the next Basketball Jones? AKA the starters, fans, amateur athletes turned media pros? <laughs> Good question, yo. Donald, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I see uh, with how well the rundown's been doing, I can just picture myself right up there beside Stephen A. soon on ESPN, you know? <laughs> been a huge basketball fan for about a whole year. <laughs> think I can hold my weight up against him. That's not saying much. Stephen A is a clown still, <laughs> but we still love him. I don't know. I think that the uh, the basketball Jones is a pretty good comparison for us. Like two guys who were never pro or anything at in their sports, but always love to watch them and always love to play them. And that's us, really. Yo, Nick, to answer your question, <laughs> yo, where do we see ourselves? Yo, four years till them Tokyo Olympics. Yo, you might be hearing these voices on them Canadian broadcasts, CBC. You feel me? Oh. Morgan Smith with the Nolly backside flip. Flawless. Let's give him a 10 out of 10, folks. And a gold medal of Satan. <laughs> yeah, all right. We'll see you in Tokyo. Let's hit up part two. Are you going to try to get involved in live podcasting at, say, the next big skate comp or other pro sports venue? Oh, damn. Well, you pretty much just touched on that. Definitely going to try and make it out to Tokyo. I know uh, our wallets definitely can't afford those uh, ticket prices. So <laughs> hopefully, you know, CBC picks us up. Maybe TSN send us out there. <laughs> Be the voice of uh, Canadian skateboarding. That's uh, that's what we're going for. You already know what time it is. Wade Desarmo with the switch hard flip. Oh, he got wheel bite and eight sheet. But let's give him a 10 out of 10 anyways. Thanks for the email, Nick. Let's move on. What's cracking, Donald? 
All right, next up, we got another member of our uh, basketball fantasy league, my arch rival, Ludovic Lalinga. All right, better skater, question mark. Yo, wapa! It's the fucking juice, too. Well, we all know who the better athlete is between Seifa and Donovan. I'm curious who the better skateboarder is between the two of you. If I had to put money on it, one of you niggies to land a trick, who would it be and why? And please don't give me that we're both good skaters nonsense. Let the, let the listeners know Yash good. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, you know, thankfully that you, that you put it out there and said uh, we all know who the better athlete is. I got no shame in saying safe is the better skater, yo. You get boxes from Nike for longer than I shot wear. Who's another one? Luan Oliveira, man. The guy's got to be doing something right. He's been collecting them Nikes for a long time, bro. I got a dead stock collection over here at Safest Place, so pass off to the man. Oh, 10 years and counting, yo. Let's see how long we can make this thing last. <laughs> this guy can't even answer the question himself. But yeah, oh. definitely... He's often injured, but the man's got some balls, that's for sure. I don't hang around those handrails no more. Lost one of my front teeth, and that was it for me. But uh, Saber's got no problem jumping on him. Hey, man, I'm on that slow road to recovery. I'm fucking, I'm cruising on them sidelines with the boys, eh? No more hubbas, no more rails for me. Yeah, we just skate little ledges, man, little curbs and manis now. We're getting old, but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. All right, next up, we got an email from the one and only Judy Jones. Big Jude's Dono's mom. Before I get to the email, just a major shout out and thanks for all those breakfasts over the years, you know, when we were young bucks. All those, you know, Anigi never forgets them meals, you feel me? That tender love and mama care. <laughs> My question is, will the bunt be taking a break between seasons? And if so, how long? Yo, first off, thanks for hitting up the email, mom. <laughs> we love the questions. So the plan is to do three months on, one month off. You know, that would make 12 episode seasons. We just think it's the perfect number. Don't hold us to that, but that's the game plan for now. Three months on, one month off. That means you get nine months out of the year with a bunt live every, every Wednesday. You feel me? That's the game plan. So stay tuned and stay subscribing. Oh, and tell your friends. You get me? Yeah, mom, spread the word. All right, right now we're lucky enough to have Mitch Barrett. The infamous Canadian skate midget in the building. <laughs> My dog, I think he's got a question for us. Let's hear what you got. Hey, what's up? It's M. Boo Boo in the house. Stoked to be on the bunt. Finally made it out. Um, I had a quick question for you guys. What's your favorite street clip of each other? All right, this one's easy for me. I mean, there's one session that comes to mind, and if he had to land it, it definitely would have been the trick. This front side, board side, down that kink rail in, uh, in Halifax. If anyone was there that day, that is something they will never forget. <laughs> but back to the question. Come on, man. I'm going switchback tail Roy Thompson all the way to the end. Who's going to the end on that thing, man? Who? That's what I thought. Yeah, enough respect, brother. I like that question. Mitch bringing in the positive vibe still because we always beefing on this pod. Um, my favorite street clip of Dono. Yeah, do you know I got to go with switch backside flip over the wall at the church downtown Toronto? Popped it off, clean as could be. You know what I'm saying? Looked like he just ollied flat ground. It was so buttery smooth. And this was before the spot was trending and everyone was hitting it every other day. Damn, yo. Thanks, Mitch. I think this is the first time we've ever uh, ended a segment on good terms. So uh, respect on the question. Yeah, word up, Dono. Anytime, homie. Oh, wait. What about my uh, clip of mine? You guys got a favorite? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go for uh, Mitch B. It's got to be something from Ottawa. We heading back to the 400 ledge. Kick back tail to fakie. Dog, everybody out there knows I'm really good at back tails, so uh, I can relate. I can relate. Mad <laughs> respect on that one. Hey, dime video, third season. Mitch making it pop, blood. My favorite clip, you know what I'm saying? Hands down. Your whole life, it all comes down to one moment for me. Back blunt in your top of the world part on that kinked Miami hubba. Don't worry, listeners. We're going to make an Insta. We're going to post these clips for y'all for sure. Back blunt, lands to regs, and he pops his knees out so hard, thinking he's Wade D. Feeling, <laughs> feeling so nice. Feeling so damn good. I love it. I watched it a hundred times, screenshotted it, you know what I'm saying, the whole nine. Enough respect, Mitch. 
It's uh, fucking Matt Canadian in the house on the Bunt Live Still podcast, you diggy. Uh, thank you all for having me out here in T-Dot, still living it large with my boys drinking some Modelo. Still. Uh, quick question for y'all podcast up listeners. You diggy? Uh, who wore them Reeboks better? Me or Way Desarmo? Still. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Are we answering that, or are we letting the people answer that? God damn, yo! Because I gotta give the I gotta give the edge to Canadian man. He still got Reeboks on to this day, and you don't fuck up the fresh fresh Reeboks here. Hey man, definitely do not fuck up them fresh Reeboks. Still, you diggy. I gotta give the edge to Canadian as well, man. Canadian, keep rocking them Reeboks, man, and try and get them checks too. <laughs> hey, wait, move on to S, yo. Of course, Canadians, the king of Reeboks. All right, that's going to wrap up the post office. Damn, this shit's getting better and better week by week. Looking forward to the next one. Let's get it popping. It's the rundown. Your source for sports, we feed that need for all them skaters out there, eh? First thing up, man, Sunday night, first ever draft, the Bunt League of Record, it went down, I killed it. All y'all other motherfuckers in the draft, good luck. So Saifa was in his first fantasy football draft ever, had the seventh overall pick. Tell us about who you took, dog. Hey, yo, (laughs) y'all ever heard of DeAndre Hopkins? Is there an S on the end of his name? There's an S on the end of his name. DeAndre Hopkins, yo. Yo, don't mess with a, a real Nigi out here still, yo. It's yo. about to be deadly, Nigis. Yo, what team does DeAndre play for? The Cincinnati Bengals, yo. <laughs> no, he doesn't, man. Houston. Houston. All right, Damn. second try. <laughs> uh, I was right behind Saifa. You know, I grabbed my main man, Rob Gronkowski. He's from another planet. But all in all, I think the draft went well for both of us, wouldn't you say? Uh, Yahoo gave us both B's on our report cards, so you know what I'm saying? We did better than our boy Phil Mendelssohn with that C, trying to talk all that ish. All right, uh, you want to make an on-wax prediction for who's going to come in last place? That's got to be, unfortunately, we're bringing you up like this, but the big homie, the new homie, we got a friend, because Donovan put it out there last week that we were starting at the Bunt Fantasy Football League. We had two guys send in emails. One of them, Calvin from Markham. Some of y'all might know him. And the other? Patrick Caddy out of Santa Cruz, California. He's up in the league with yours truly, Donovan, Wade D, Phil Mendelson, the rest of our squad. But yeah, we got two two listeners in our league, and it's a, it's a pleasure. But Patrick, I'm going on wax saying you're coming in last big homie. I'm sorry. Oh, your man. Draft, your draft was loose as hell, my dog. Oh, <laughs> uh, another one I'm going to throw out there. Last place has got to be the man who took Terrence West and Justin Forsett. Phil Mendelson, bro. You're reading the wrong books, dog. Uh, all right. We don't want to bore you all too much with our own personal fantasy football thing, but definitely know that we we going to be talking a little ish on here once in a while. Yeah. Let's get it started right now because me and Safe are playing week one. It's going to be a bloodbath out there. DeAndre Hopkins coming right at you. Yo, when when Jamal Charles is back, it's a wrap. You, you're lucky you're hitting me when he's still injured. Still. All right, uh, yeah, DeAndre from uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. I'll, I'll be watching him week one. The Ghost versus Donald. Better believe someone's going to be crying next week. We'll keep you all updated. Don't y'all worry. Real talk, people. There's literally nothing going on in the sports world right now. Well, at least in terms of the sports we like, so... Not much news this week, but uh, there's one potential trade popping off in the NBA. Donald was cracking. Man, I hear the Cleveland Cavaliers are still uh, dangling Kevin Love out there. And someone who might be buying? The Boston Celtics. Man, Kevin Love, I want him to stay on the Cavs because I hate the Cavs and I feel like he doesn't make them any better. It was hilarious in the NBA Finals when they lost twice, they got blown out, then Kevin Love sits out game three. And they finally win their first game. No Kevin Love. It was just like, yo, just leave that Nigi on the bench. You feel me? Yeah. But, yeah, I guess we all know what happened after that, sadly. Anyways. That cannot happen, man. Like, how much trade stock can can he actually have right now, realistically? His trade stock has probably never been worse, to be honest. Like, That's what I'm saying. If you 
go back and look at their playoff run he was so bogus most of the time he's just never really gelled over there and i'd hate to see him go because they'll probably get way better to be honest that's what so that's what we're moving on to next who's he, who are they going to get from boston for kevin love if they get a package that involves anyone by the name of crowder and bradley i mean that's a win-win for them you mean that's a yeah a win-win for the Cavs a lose-lose dude I wouldn't even give up Avery Bradley for no Kevin I'm Love. saying one one of like only one of them and then maybe a next player not both of them that's way yeah, too yeah. steep a price I'm saying like a package that has Jay Crowder or a package that has Avery Bradley like one of one of the players and then potentially a pick for Kevin Love I'm a huge fan of the new look Boston Celtics especially with the addition of Al Horford. I had Avery Bradley on my on my fantasy team last year, and you know what I'm saying sometimes when you get a player, you fall in love with the team, and I'm looking for them to to push it to that next level and challenge the Cavs in the playoffs. So, please don't trade Love's shitty ass to Boston. Please trade Love's shitty ass to Boston. Let's go, Cavs. Someone's got someone's got to compete with these Warriors, man. <laughs> we we all have shit to talk about over here, bro. We so the rundown is short. Midgets are shorter. <laughs> We told y'all last week. We apologize. Just when these seasons get popping, you're going to hear from us. Hey, hey, October, NHL, NBA, NFL, all going at once. We might have to break this podcast into two. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we might have to give sports the attention it deserves, you know what I'm saying? And then we can see how many of y'all actually listen. We'll be happy if we get 20 listens out here. <laughs> Yes, because I listened 20 times. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up episode three. We love doing this shit. We love you guys out there listening. Thank you to Corey Shepard, Mitch B., Matt Canadian, it was a blessed week in Studio E, that's for sure. Big things are gone. Janoy, ESLI, yeah. That's a wrap, y'all. Catch y'all next week, still. Getting a real update news guy.